0: Uh, good morning, everyone. A very, very warm welcome to you all upstairs, downstairs, uh, here physically, and uh, to those of you online. It's great uh, that you're able to join us this morning for this act of worship. This morning, Nathan will be speaking to us. as an all-age service. Uh, that means it is a service for people of all ages. It is not a children's service. It's a service for people of all ages uh so if you are aged between naught and a million which i think covers most people here uh then this service is for you let's uh before we start let's just take a moment uh to ready ourselves uh, as we come to uh, this service uh let's just uh, still our hearts put away the distractions uh, of the day uh, of the week that we've had and maybe the things that uh, lie ahead of us today and just uh, prepare our hearts to meet With the Lord Jesus. Heavenly Father we do uh, thank you so much. uh, That we are Easter people. We are resurrection people. Because of all that you have done for us in and through the Lord Jesus. I pray that you would minister to our hearts by your spirit. As we journey through the service. I pray that you would ready our hearts to hear from you and to meet with you as we sing songs of worship, as we come to your word, as your word is opened, as we come to prayer. Speak to us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Uh, the psalmist writes this uh, in Psalm 34. He says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. O oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together.
1: Good voice this morning. Good morning. Um, now, give me a little wave if you have had breakfast this morning. Oh, quite a lot. Give me a little wave if you haven't had breakfast because you got up too late for church. James Harker in the room, there's definitely a few. Now, here's a question for you that I'd love you to chat with the person next to you. What would be your perfect breakfast? Okay, what would you have for your perfect breakfast? And not only that, second question. If you could enjoy that breakfast with one person... Who would it be? Could be absolutely anyone. Could be a family member, could be your childhood hero, could be Peppa Pig. Who would you enjoy that breakfast with? So two minutes, chat with the person next to you, perfect breakfast, and who would you share it with? Okay, let's hold hold conversations there. Lots of chat about breakfast. That's um, that's a good thing. Um, I'm gonna come round, I'd love to hear um, a few ideas of what your perfect breakfast would be um, and who you'd like to share it with. Okay, would anyone like to to share with with everyone olivia hands straight up what is your perfect breakfast buffet. a buffet breakfast Touch eating. Oh. cheating buffet breakfast and who would you share your buffet breakfast with jesus with jesus oh there we go well done very good anyone else want to share your perfect breakfast anyone luca what would you have kfc, KFC breakfast oh. Like that. What you and who would you share it with? My friend, Ollie. Your friend, Ollie. Very good. KFC with Ollie. Anyone else? Molly? What would you have?
2: Kian. No, what, you... <laughs> what
1: would you eat for breakfast? Uh, Cheerios. Cheerios. Oh, and who would you have it with? Kian. With Kian, your brother. Very good. Cheerios with Kian. There he is. Anyone else? Any final offers for breakfast? Lyle. <laughs> So what would you have? Full English. Or full English. Anyone else full English breakfast? And who would you share your full English with? With my family. With your family. Very good. Very good. Oh, good. I wonder if anyone had chocolate eggs for breakfast last week. Maybe. Um, lots of good things that we can have for breakfast. Um, but today, in our, in our true story from the Bible, we are going to learn about the ultimate breakfast. And not just the ultimate breakfast, but with the ultimate guest. I'm going to see what that is a little bit later on. So Grant is going to come up and read the first part of our Bible passage to us. Um, you can find it on the sheets under your chairs. And it will also come up on the screen to follow along as well. Thanks very much, Grant.
3: Afterwards, Jesus appeared again to his disciples by the Sea of Galilee. It happened this way. Simon Peter, Thomas, also known as Didymus, Nathaniel from Cana in Galilee, He said, throw your net on the right side of the boat and you will find some. When they did, they were unable to haul the net in because of the large number of fish. When the disciples whom Jesus loved said to Peter, is it the Lord? As soon as Peter heard him say, it is the Lord, he wrapped his outer garment around him. he had taken it off and jumped into the water. The other disciples followed in the boat, towing the net full of fish, for they were not far from shore, about 100 metres.
4: Thank you so much, Grant. Good morning, everyone. How are we all? Good to see you all. Do keep that piece of paper in front of you, if that's helpful, or if you've got your own Bible you brought with you, that's great. If it's on a phone, no problem. Now, I want to start with a question. Does anyone know what a spoiler is? Have you heard that word, a spoiler? <laughs> yeah, spoiler. Maybe it's when something you were looking forward to finding out is spoiled. Maybe a bit of news. Maybe it's a, a football score. You haven't watched the match. And maybe you're waiting to watch match of the day. And then someone says, oh, they lost 2-0. You're like, oh. I was waiting to find out later, but it's been spoiled. Or maybe it's a television program. Maybe you've been waiting to watch the last episode. And someone says, oh, it was all a dream.
3: You're like, "Ah!" Oh.
4: You've just spoiled the ending for me. Well, I wonder if you noticed in the passage that Grant just read to us, John, who writes this true story from the Bible, he begins with a spoiler. Again, can you maybe look down onto the piece of paper that you saw there? Here's how it begins, the very first verse. Afterwards, Jesus appeared again to his disciples. He almost gives the ending away right at the beginning. Jesus, he appears to his disciples. Now, he could almost just leave it there, couldn't he? That one line by itself is amazing. It's almost like, hey guys, do you know that guy who was dead? That Yeah, that guy called Jesus? Well, he's alive again. <laughs> uh, and he's going around meeting up with people. Isn't that incredible? That one line, that kind of one spoiler... Could be the whole story. Because in and of itself, it's absolutely incredible. This man, who was dead, is alive. And he's shown everyone. But thankfully, John doesn't just leave us with the spoiler. He wants to zoom in. He wants us to zoom in with him. To see this appearance of Jesus. Meeting up with some of his friends. So that we, this morning, 2,000 years later... Can see something ever so clearly. So should we do that together? To zoom in on this appearance of Jesus together at LCBC. Right. Over to you. A bit of hard work. Can you get those Bible passages out in front of you? And I want you to read again verses one, two and three. Okay, and here's what you're looking for. Can you find the where? Can you find the who? And can you find the what? Where are they? Who's there? And what are they doing? Okay, over to you. Have a read, have a talk. See if you can find the answers to those questions. Okay, how are we doing? Thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs somewhere in the middle. Yeah, and thumbs up, good. Okay, does anyone want to shout out nice and loud? Where? Where are they? The Sea of Galilee. Did we all find that, right? The Sea of Galilee. Who's there? Can anyone give me one name? Luca, give me one name. Uh, Peter. Peter! Right? A guy called Peter's there. Anyone else? Girl? Thomas, Thomas is there. Who else? Jesus, Jesus is there. Yeah, we're gonna find him later. Luca? Simon. Simon Peter. That's the same guy. That's yeah, a tricky one. Simon Peter. It's not two people. It's one guy with a brilliant name. Okay? Simon Peter. Right? The sons of Zebedee! Oh, they're there! That's James and John. They're amazing. There's seven people, right? Seven of Jesus' friends are there. And what are they doing? Does anyone want to shout out? Maybe from the balcony, what are they doing? They are fishing. Right? They are fishing. Now let's focus in. Let's zoom in on that. What? What are they doing? Here's the question: how's it going? <laughs> right how is this fishing trip going jesus friend the disciple peter's taking the lead they've gone fishing how is it going well hopefully you heard and maybe you can see as you look down it's going terribly (laughs) right it's going terribly they put their nets out they put their nets in again and again and again and again all night long for what for nothing right right For nothing. I wonder how they're feeling. Right? How would you be feeling? Right? Maybe a bit like this. Mm. Right? Angry, frustrated, tired, hungry. Right? The disciples of Jesus, his friends, must have been feeling a little bit like this. But all of a sudden they hear something. Can you put your hands to your ears? What do they hear? They hear someone shouting. They can't quite make out what he's saying. They can't quite make out who it is. He's far away. He's the length of a football pitch away. So they can't quite make out who is it? What's he saying? He shouts again. Lads, fellas, have you caught anything? They they shout, no, but I bet you they wanted to shout more, right? (laughs) Mind your own business. Right, they probably wanted to shout that. Is Is he making fun of us? we've been trying to catch fish, we haven't caught anything he's trying to make fun, we'll show him (laughs) maybe they were thinking a bit like that and he goes, hey fellas throw your nets down on the right side and you'll get some is he serious? right, we've been at this all night we're professionals, we've done this before all night, we've caught nothing and now it's the morning there's definitely going to be no fish here he's getting on my nerves this guy, right what is going on but here's the thing, it's funny isn't it even though we must have been getting on their nerves who is this guy, mind your own business they still do it <laughs> right, there's something about this guy, something about what he shouts maybe it's because they've got nothing to lose literally because they don't have anything they say, alright let's give it a go right, and they throw their nets on to the right side of the boat and you see again, you can maybe look down in the verses in front of you. What happened? They were unable to haul the net in because of the large number of fish. Straight away, right? The boat lurches because the net, that he's thrown down into the sea are full. Fish, fish everywhere, jumping out and we slap them in the face, right? Fish absolutely everywhere, the net is full of them. This is amazing. From nothing to everything, from empty to full. This is incredible, this is wonderful. This is a miracle. Wait a minute. This is a This is a miracle. We've seen this before. You see, we're in John's gospel. The book that maybe you've got in front of you, the piece of paper that you've got, is from the book of John. John who wrote down what he saw and heard of the life of Jesus. Luke was another guy who did a similar thing. And he tells a story from three years earlier when the disciples first met Jesus. Do you remember the questions I asked you before of the where, the who and the what? the Sea of Galilee, seven friends, fishing. Let me read to you the story that Luke tells and see if you can notice anything that is similar. Okay? Have a look at these words. Can you see that on the screen? Hopefully it's not too small. One day, Jesus was standing beside where? Ah, Lake Galilee. Many people were pressing all around him. They wanted to hear the word of God. When Jesus had finished speaking, he said to, right, the same guy, take the boat into deep water. If you will put your net in the water, you will catch some fish. Peter answered, Master, we have worked hard all night trying to catch fish, but we have caught nothing. But you say to put the nets in the water, so I will. The fishermen did as Jesus told them. And they caught so many fish that the nets began to break. The fishermen were all amazed at the many fish they caught. James and John the sons of Zebedee were amazed too. Do you see? The same place, the same people, the same thing. fishing and Jesus does a miracle. And so what do they do? They see what Jesus has done before. They see what Jesus has done now. And they begin to connect the dots. Who's that guy? A football pitch length away. What do they say? Then the disciple who Jesus loved. That's John. That's John who wrote the book that we're reading. He says, can we say it together? One, two, three. Oh, you can do better than that. One, two, three. it is Jesus and here's the point it's the same Jesus the same Jesus because you see Jesus and John had been together for three years and John had seen Jesus do some incredible things, some amazing things, he writes them down in his book seven big things that he writes down turning water into wine healing the sick those that can't walk, those that can't see. Walking on water, feeding thousands, raising Lazarus, one of his friends, even back from the dead. But you see, John had also seen something else, hadn't he? A few days earlier, he'd seen this Jesus die. And so he's probably asking himself, okay, here's Jesus, he's alive, but is he the same? Right? Is he the same Jesus as he was before? Maybe it's a little bit like this. We had the real deal. The real Mars bar in the past. Right? We saw all that he did. It was delicious. It was amazing. But maybe now this Jesus that we see in front of us, he's a little bit like Littles own. Right? A cheap fake copy. He was powerful before, but is he powerful now? Maybe not. Or maybe he's like an empty rapper, right? He looks the deal, but if you come and touch him and poke him and feel him, he can't really do what he was able to do before. He's just a cheap fake or an empty rapper. Here's the question. Is Jesus the same as he was before? And maybe it's a question that you ask. Maybe it's a question that I can ask sometimes. We feel that same doubt. Okay, maybe Jesus was real. Maybe some of the things that he did in the Bible did happen. But is he really the same today? As I look out the window to the world around me, as I look at the mirror and my own life and its own mess, is Jesus the same as he was before? Can he really make a difference now in the same way he did in the past? And so here's Jesus. He appears to his friends to give them the answer yes I am the same Jesus how can they be sure? because what was true before is still true now what was true before? well he was alive before wasn't he? and what's true now? he's alive again what else was true before? he had power before Right? Power to do a miracle. And what can he do now? Oh, the same power is still with them. What did he do before? He provided for them. He met their needs. They caught nothing. He gave them everything. What can he do now? He provides their needs. Fast forward to me and you here today. Is Jesus the same now as he was before? Yeah. How come to be sure? Because these three things. He's alive then. Is he alive now? Oh, you can do better than that. He's alive then. He's alive now. Yes. Yes. He was powerful before. Look, he was powerful before. Is he powerful now? Yes. Yes. Powerful. Really powerful to bring change to our lives. Real and lasting change. He could provide before. Can he provide now? Yes. Yes. He can meet our needs more and more and more than we could ever imagine or ask for but here's the thing it's easy to say that isn't it it's easy for me maybe to say that at the front it's maybe easy for you to say yes from where you sat but you might say oh help me believe it Nathan help me believe it help me know for sure it's true well here's where you come in Right? Because I think the best way to help you believe that Jesus really is the same now as he was before is for you to talk. Right, To maybe share something, share a story, share an experience, share your life and testimony when it comes to Jesus. Maybe a big thing, maybe a small thing, maybe a miraculous thing, maybe an ordinary thing. As to how have you seen God's power to bring change? Could you maybe tell someone next to you, maybe something that's happened this week, maybe this month, maybe this year, something that God has done in your life to bring change? Maybe to someone you know or love? Maybe if you're a family or a child or an adult or a parent? Second question, how have you seen God's provision to give you what you need? Could you tell a story? Could you share an experience? Just to encourage the people around you so that they know, oh, yeah, Jesus really is the same. I know it. They know it. We can share the same stories together. Could you do that maybe for a moment? Maybe have a think for yourself if that's helpful. Where have I seen God's power in my life? Where have I experienced God's provision? Give me what I need. Could you share that story with someone next to you? Could you listen to the story that they share you? Just to help us believe that it's true. Off you go. You're doing some hard work now. Brilliant. (laughs) Say hello to the people next to you if you don't know them. And encourage each other. Okay. I don't want to interrupt those conversations, but I do at the same time because here's what I'd love to do. Would anyone like to put their hand up? And share not just with the people next to them But maybe with everyone What an encouragement we would hear For us all maybe to hear a story Something amazing, something ordinary Something everyday, something normal About how we see God's power To know that it's true, he is the same How we see God's provision To know that he's true, is still the same Does anyone want to put their hand up and share something? I'll come to Jacqueline, again everyone Here we come round We'll hear a few things, thank you Jacqueline
0: Um, At the end of last year, um, after the church, we were entertaining some people from the church, and unfortunately, Tom collapsed. And I rang 999, and as a result of that conversation, we were told the ambulance would be at least three and a half hours. Val Tones heard this, and she said, Lord, we need an ambulance now. Uh And the person speaking to me on the phone said, Mrs. Davis, the paramedics are right at your door. Right. Thank an answer you.
4: Such prayer, an answer to prayer, an immediate, in the ordinary, in the in the need, an immediate. Thank you so much for sharing that. Would anyone like Luca, my friend?
2: So once we were in Romania, trying to go to church, but the rain was too heavy, so we couldn't go out, get out of the car. Then we just, uh, me, my mum, and my grandpa all sat down and prayed for the rain to stop and eventually after we finished praying it stopped
4: thank you for sharing that Luca and some people might say oh it's just
2: a circumstance
4: it's just coincidence but if Jesus really is who he is that's God that's God at work providing for our ordinary needs
2: at school at school maths
4: right to God to help you to remember what you've learned yeah what a brilliant thing to pray isn't it that God would help me when I need it most Anyone else want to share? Thank you, Dave.
3: I've seen a huge change in my sister's life since she came to Christ and now she's given up everything to go and care for her ex-husband with cancer in Ireland. Right. Massive change in somebody's life. A
4: God, a a God change that only He can bring. Thank you so much. And maybe some of those stories you talked about, again, those could be maybe conversations that you carry on later this morning after the service over tea and coffee please to share with each other to help each other believe that Jesus is who he said he was and he's the same now as he was before the disciples knew it and we can know it today here's the key line for you to remember Jesus is alive he powerfully provides and there's some actions to go along with it right so that you can go home later and remember what we thought about today. Can we do this together? Jesus is alive. He's rising up. He powerfully provides. Oh, very good. One more time. Jesus is alive. He powerfully provides. Okay? So that's the first thing I want you to remember today. There's another thing a little bit later on that John wants to zoom in and help us see. And now we're going to read... Jessica is going to come and read for us the second part of our true Bible story together. Again, if you've got a piece of paper in front of you, maybe cast your eyes that way. It'll also be up on the screen for you to follow. Thank you so much, Jessica, for reading for us. That's brilliant.
2: The second Bible reading is from John chapter 21 verses 9 to 14. When they landed, They knew it was the Lord. Jesus came, took the bread, and gave it to them, and did the same with the fish. This was now the third time Jesus appeared to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. Here ends the reading. Thanks be to God.
4: Thank you, Jessica. Brilliantly read. So, so far, so good. Can you remember the actions? Jesus is... Oh come on guys Jesus is alive He powerfully provides Jesus is alive He powerfully provides That's what we've seen so far But here's the next question If that's true Both back then and here today Right now I wonder, maybe you can talk to the people next to you And see what you think about this question What do you think the first thing Jesus would want his disciples to do Right. If he really is alive and he powerfully provides, what do you think Jesus, the very first thing he would want his friends on the beach to do? Could you maybe talk? Turn to the people next to you. What do you think? What would the first thing he'd want them to do? Have a chat. Okay, good. I wonder what you said. I wonder if anyone said something like this The very first thing, if this is true Jesus is alive He powerfully provides The very first thing, off you go Right, go and tell everyone This is the best news ever For the whole world The very first thing fellas, go Right, go and tell the whole world That this is true Maybe you said something like that And it makes sense doesn't it That would be the first thing, the very first thing that Jesus would want his friends to do if this is true. Well, should we have a look at the verses to see if that is what actually happens? It is Jesus. That's what John says. And as soon as John hears those words, Peter, what does Peter do? Did you notice it in the reading? He jumps off the boat. Right. As soon as he hears that it's Jesus, he jumps off the boat, butterfly, backstroke, front crawl, right? He's swimming as fast as he can to the shore. And the other disciples, they follow in the boat, lurching with all the fish that they've caught. And they soon gather together on the shore. And what did he find? Again, can you look onto the verses in front of you? Verse 9. They saw a fire of burning coals there with fish on it and some bread. Do you see what they find? They find a beach barbecue! Right? They find a beach barbecue. Jesus is cooking. Right? He's got his apron on. Right? He's got his chef hat ready. The coals are stoked. Jesus is fishing. Jesus is cooking. Right? And the disciples get to this beach barbecue. They hear the crackling of the fish skin as it burns on the coals. They smell the slight burning of the bread. Right, it's, Oh, it just gets nice and crispy. Right? My mouth's watering even thinking about it. A beach barbecue breakfast. And Jesus says... Oh, bring some of those fish that you caught, right? Bring some over in verse 10. And Peter, right, he must be pumped, right? He's absolutely buzzing because he goes by himself and drags all the fish, 153, to the shore with Jesus and his friends. But do you remember the question, right? What's the very first thing Jesus would want his disciples to do? right? Is it go and tell, Right? Jesus is alive. He powerfully provides. Go and tell everyone that I'm here. I'm real. Maybe maybe go and sell some of these fish, right? Raise some money. Give to the poor. Help the needy, right? It may, maybe here's a here's a quick fish finger sandwich for the trip. But quickly, fellas, go, right? Go into the world and tell everyone that I'm alive. Well, let's read the next verse. Is it go and tell? Is that what Jesus wants them to do? The very first thing? What does it say in verse 12? Jesus said to them. Come. Not go. Come. Come and have breakfast. Do you see what's on Jesus' heart? The very first thing. Before anything else. Come and be with me. Do you see that? Come and be with me. Now let's stop and think about that for a moment. For those disciples, those friends of Jesus, that must have been the most amazing news ever. Do you remember their stories? Do you remember who's there? Peter! Peter's there. Do you remember what he did? When someone said, do you know who this man Jesus is? What did he say? No. My best friend. I don't know him. Never heard of him. He denied Jesus. Peter the denier. Who else is there? Thomas. Thomas is there. What did Thomas do? I won't believe. Jesus is not alive. I won't believe until I see him for myself. He doubted. Who else is there? The disciples. They don't get off with it. They dashed. We've got the denier, the doubter, and the dashes. As soon as things got hard, as soon as it maybe threatened them, they ran for it. They were nowhere to be seen when Jesus was put to death. A denier, a doubter, five more dashes. How would they have felt? We've messed up big time. Right? We have messed up big time. Shame, shame. I want to hide there's no way back well Jesus what does he say I know what you've done I know you're a denier I know you're a doubter I know you're dashers I know how you feel come (laughs) come and be with me do you remember the question that we talked about earlier? Design your ultimate breakfast right? with the ultimate guest. You see, the disciples don't invite the ultimate guest to come and have breakfast with them. The ultimate guest invite them to come and have breakfast with him. Come and be with me. He invites you. He invites me. Come and be with me. The first thing, the most important thing. Come and be with me. Come if you're a denier. If you've said in the past, or maybe if you say right now, God, (laughs) Jesus, rubbish. It's just an empty wrapper. right? It's just a cheap fake. Come. Come and be with Jesus. If you're a doubter. In the past, or maybe this morning, you've got questions, you've got fears, you've got worries. Is it true? Can it be true? How does it work? Come. If you're a dasher, if you've ran from Jesus, you've lived your own life your own way, maybe even this morning, you've done something, you've felt something, you've thought something that you know isn't God's way, it's your way. Come. If you feel as if you've messed up. If you feel shame. If you feel as if you want to hide. If you feel as if there's no way back. Jesus says, I know what you've done. (laughs) I know how you feel. I love you. I died for you. I rose for you. I forgive you. Come. Come and be with me. But there's more than that. (laughs) Because you see, not just what does Jesus say. But what does he do? Verse 13. Come and be with me. And verse 13. Jesus came, took the bread, and gave it to them. And did the same with the fish. Come and be with me is on the heart of Jesus. is the very first thing, the most important thing. But what else is on the heart of Jesus? Not go and tell. He does want that. And they will do that And we'll learn more about that next week About what it means like for them to go And tell the world that Jesus is alive But first Come and be with me And come and be fed by me Come and be fed by me We've already seen that disciples Can't feed themselves right? All night they've been trying to feed themselves Fishing nets in, nets out All night long For what? For what? Nothing They can't feed themselves. Jesus says, I want to feed you. I delight in feeding you. And I need to feed you because you can't feed yourself. I'll feed you more than just a barbecue breakfast. As delicious as that sounds. Right? I want to feed you with the ultimate breakfast. I want to feed you with me. I want you to be with me and I want you to be fed by me. My life, my actions, my power, my words. I want to feed you. So come. Come and be fed by me. Have you been on the go for Jesus? Go, 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 go. Go at church. Go at home. Go at school. Go at work. Go with friends. Go with family. Go with children. Go with parents. Go, go, go. Oh, amazing things, right? Good things. But here's the thing. Going without coming doesn't work. Going without coming doesn't work. It's like a car going without fuel. It's like a torch trying to shine without batteries. Going without coming doesn't work. What does Jesus want you to do? Go? No. Come. Come and be with me. Come and be fed by me. Come and be fed with the ultimate breakfast. The life of Jesus. The actions of Jesus. The power of Jesus. The words of Jesus. Jesus what you need. Come to him first. Come to him now Come back to him Today I wonder what that could, what could that look like For you this week To come and be fed by Jesus Maybe it means Slowing down Maybe it means stopping Not going But coming Coming to Jesus to be fed To help you Go for him in the world Here's an idea that I thought everyone could do this week. Whether you're young, whether you're old, whoever you are, what could it look like to to be fed by Jesus? Do you see those white sheets that you've got in front of you? Could you maybe pick them up, wave them in the air? What could it look like for you? Again, if you don't have a white sheet, you can just grab a Gospel of John on your way out, right? Every day this week, what could it look like for you, whether you're a child, whether you're a parent, whether you're a family, a couple, an individual, to read the story that we've read today? Read it. Right? Just read it. To do the actions that we've talked about today. Here's two. Right? Jesus is alive. He powerfully provides. But here's the second thing. Jesus rose from the dead. Come.
3: Oh, and be fed.
4: Right? Could you do that every day this week? Just read it. Slowly think about it. To maybe do those actions to remind you what we learned today. Jesus is alive. He powerfully provides. It's true. He's the same as he was before. Jesus rose from the dead. Come. Don't go. Come. And be fed. Could you do that every day this week as a family? And then maybe just say a little prayer? Something simple like that. What you're doing, you're feeding yourself. You're feeding on Jesus. There's lots of other things you could do, right? But isn't that one simple idea that everyone could do this week? Read. Do the actions. Pray. Be fed by Jesus. Come and be with me. Come and be fed by me. All are invited.
1: We're going to have a chance to respond to all that we've heard today so far, firstly by praying together um, and then by singing um, to close our service. And so before we pray, it would be great to um, either have a chance to think on your own or chat with the person next to you. And see if you can think about one thing that you'd like to thank God for from what you've heard today, and one thing that you'd like to ask for God's help for. So one thing you'd like to thank God for, and one thing you want to ask for his help for in the week ahead. So have a think on you own, not be great if you feel bold enough to chat to the person next to you to encourage each other with that as well. And then I'll come and lead us in some prayers together in a couple of minutes' time. Great, I hope that was helpful to share something with each other or have a chance to reflect. Um, let's pray together. Father in heaven, thank you so much that Jesus is alive. Thank you that Jesus is powerful. Thank you that he is God. We are so thankful that that even when we were still sinners, you loved us so much that you sent Jesus to die on the cross. And because Jesus rose from the dead, we can know for sure that our sin has been forgiven. Thank you that the Jesus who appeared to his disciples is the same Jesus that we can know today. Jesus, thank you that even though you are so powerful and so mighty, that you want us to come to you, to be with you, and to know you personally Father God we are sorry when we forget just how powerful you are when we doubt that you are in control of all things Father sorry when we don't make time for you when we look to other things to provide for us and to give us ultimate joy please God help us to come to you each and every day And to know that we can come to you just as we are. Maybe today we need to come to you for the very first time. Please help us to do that. Father, help us to know that we need your help to live as a Christian in this world. That we cannot do it on our own. Help us to find rest and strength in your arms. Because you are strong and kind. Help us to come to you so we can be sent out to live for you, to tell others about the amazing news of Jesus. And Father, we do pray for those we know at the moment who feel alone, who feel ill, sad, frustrated, tired. Please would they know your invitation to come to you. Would you comfort them? Would you please be their refuge and strength? And Father, we pray for the big situations in the world that can so often feel out of control for those in the midst of war, for those in poverty, for those in pain. Mighty God, we pray for peace, for provision and for healing. Thank you, Father, so much that we can meet together today and thank you for speaking to us and I pray that you'd help us to remember these things as we go into the week ahead. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.
0: Well, that does uh, bring us uh, to the end of our service uh, this morning. It's my prayer that as we've journeyed through the service uh, today, uh, that the Lord's met with you by his spirit, through his word, he's spoken to you. I pray that your hearts have been encouraged. Um, and if he, has prayed, if he has spoken to you, then please, please, please do pray. Uh, with uh, somebody in the prayer ministry team, they're wearing red lanyards or pray with the person you came with, uh, but please do not leave uh, without uh, praying. Yeah, do encourage your hearts. All are invited. All are invited. Come, just come. All that talk of food today has uh, uh, drawn me to uh, to Psalm 34, and I think uh, it's a great way for us to, uh uh, to uh, close, uh, just before I do, just to remind you that uh, we are meeting again this evening at six o'clock. Uh, we're starting a series uh, through uh, Mark's Gospel, so please do come along uh, for that and uh, join us for tea and coffee uh, after the service. So Psalm 34, uh, verses 8 through 10, to close as an encouragement to us. O taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in Him. O fear the Lord, you His saints. For those who fear him have no lack. The young lions suffer want and hunger, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing.
2: Amen. Amen.